Welcome to the Daily DDT Podcast, part of the Fan Sided Podcast Network. Here's your host, Jaden Becker. Former UFC star has WWE audition at SmackDown, WWE files trademark for Jasmine Duke, and I give you my predictions for tonight's AEW Revolution. I'm Jaden Becker, and this is the Daily DDT Podcast. You can catch this podcast on all your favorite platforms for your morning drive, lunch break, or whenever you need your wrestling fix. Make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts so you never miss an episode, and remember, you can ask your smart device to play the Daily DDT Podcast. If you like content like this, check out our writers at DailyDDT.com. And if you want to hear more from me, give me a follow on Twitter and Instagram at JadenBeckerTV. Before we get into our AEW predictions, but first, let's get into our news. Former UFC star has WWE audition at SmackDown. Raj Giri of Wrestling Inc. has reported former UFC commentator Jimmy Smith was backstage at SmackDown. Wrestling Inc. has learned that Smith auditioned for the announcing job. Jimmy Smith w- began working with Bellator in 2010 before leaving in 2017. He would go on and join the UFC in January 2018, but the company opted to let him go the following year. There's no word on which brand WWE is considering bringing Jimmy Smith in to commentate on, and no word on how his audition went. So all up in the air at the moment, but know that there was an audition for Jimmy Smith to be in a commentator role. WWE files trademark on Jessamine Duke. Duke was signed by the WWE in May of 2018. She made her on-screen debut at WWE Evolution, where she and Marina Sarif helped Shayna Baszler win the NXT Women's Championship. She was last seen on WWE television in late August for a Raw Underground segment. Remember Raw Underground? That was a very odd time for the WWE, to say the least. Just to say the least not nothing nothing more to add on there when it comes to the news and slow news day at that for for today but let's us get quicker into our predictions for aw revolution these are my predictions this is who i believe are going to come out victorious and in this first segment before the ad break i'm going to go through all of the main matches and then uh the matches that aren't for title contention and after the break i will do the title contending matches and and after the break i will also uh, describe to you who i think will be the one signing with AEW, Paul White's big announcement. So starting off in the pre-show, Riho and Thunder Rosa versus Britt Baker and Rebel. Uh, Riho and Thunder Rosa should be the obvious choice here, and that's who I'm going to go with. Uh, Riho and Rosa, they're just two of the top female wrestlers in uh, in AEW at the moment. And I think that with them picking up this victory here over Britt Baker, it doesn't really hurt Baker that much either, given that, one, it's a pre-show match, and two, she's tag-teaming with Rebel. So uh, I feel like that's a good victory there. Uh, even though this does break my tag-team rule, where uh, two singles competitors shouldn't be a established tag-team, one, I, I can't tell you the last time Baker and Rebel have tag-teamed together. I don't watch Dark, so I couldn't tell you if it's happened there. Uh, and if it has happened there, I apologize, but I don't watch AEW Dark. I'm going to have to start watching more of it now because of Paul White. But when, but we'll we'll cross that bridge when that comes. I'll, I'll tell you that for sure. And also, uh, Riho and Thunder Rosa are just two, one of the two top females in AEW at the moment. That's it's honestly as simple as that. And pairing them together to beat uh, pretty much just Britt Baker. It doesn't really matter what Rebel does, but just to beat Britt Baker uh, would be big for both of them. And it's not like it's a singles thing. It's a tag team thing as well. Moving on to the main card, Miro and Kip Sabin versus Best Friends, that including Orange Cassidy and Chuck Taylor. 
I'm going to say Miro and Kip Sabian here. I'm comfortable with that choice, especially after uh, the Chuck Taylor stuff with uh, Miro being uh, the henchman and, and Chuck Taylor being like the butler, if you will. And I'm comfortable with this choice. I feel like it's a safer choice. We, I think we've already seen Arch Cassidy's time in the sun. Chuck Taylor has already put on a great match, uh, great matches already, and has has like a five star match underneath his belt. Uh, Miro really needs his defining moment in uh, AEW. He hasn't found that yet, in my opinion. I don't think he's had a, a really big moment, and uh, I guess this is gonna help him build up to it because this could be a moment, but. Um, I'm not so sure yet, but I, I think Miro needs to pick up more victories given the fact that he did come over from the WWE and should be treated as such, should be treated as such a big signing. He hasn't really been produced uh, at, at that great of a level as others have been when jumping shit. Next match, Cody Rhodes, Scorpio Sky, Penta, Lance Archer, and Max Caster, and a to-be-announced member. This is a six-way face-of-the-revolution ladder match for a future AEW TNT Championship match. And you might call me crazy here, but I think the to-be-announced member is probably going to be the one that wins, if I'm being honest with you. And Cody Rhodes being involved in this match helps me believe that as well. I made the same point on Wednesday when it came to uh, Shaq. I don't think Shaq's going to be the, to be the determined guy, but uh, if you want something done right and you want someone's maybe possible debut on AEW done right or someone's return or something like that, you do it yourself. And I feel like Cody Rhodes being involved in this match, he did it himself with Shaq. Didn't want to make sure no one else got involved in that, so he did it himself there. And now I think Cody Rhodes also going to be the one to say, I'm, I'm going to make sure this is done right in this ladder match. So, uh, and also, to be honest with you, I don't think anyone else, maybe besides Archer and Penta, are ready for a TNT title shot. And I, I'd be really surprised if Archer did it. And I'm a little bit surprised as well when it came to Penta. And uh, I don't think Cody Rhodes goes back into the race at all either. Sky and Caster are, are uh, nothing nothing bubbles for me. So uh, the to-be-announced guy I feel like is a pretty good choice, to be honest with you, even though it's uh, still up in the air. Uh, it could be big. It could be really, really big. So it doesn't matter who it is. I'm going to be announced. It could be the uh, my my 13 year old brother at this point. I really don't know, but I'll still give him the victory. Yeah, congrats, Max. Next match: Hangman hey Adam Page versus Big Money Matt Hardy. This is a big money match, and the stipulation to this match is that the winner of this match gets the first quarter of 2020 uh, other person's how much money they made. So. Uh, if if Matt Hardy wins, he gets Adam Page's first quarter money, and if Matt Hardy wins, uh, uh, if, other way around, if Adam Page wins, Matt Hardy gets uh, Adam Page's money. So simple as that. Adam Page here, I think this is a very safe choice uh, with Adam Page taking the victory. Uh, he's being built very very strong now as a singles competitor, and uh, even though he has competed in a lot of tag team matches, funny enough, because uh, everyone wants him underneath the stable, uh, at least in AEW sense, but I think he'll run better solo. I love to see Matt Hardy crumble in these next few weeks and move on to another character, maybe possibly as broke Matt Hardy. We we already seen broken Matt Hardy. How about broke Matt Hardy, where no money, he can can barely rub two nickels together, anything like that. I feel like that'll be uh, a fun gimmick to see for Matt Hardy. And uh, yeah, I I really enjoy Adam Page and what he's doing. Do I think he joins the Dark Order going forward? No, I don't think so. But I do love the loving relationship that they all hold but i really want adam page to go on a nice singles run here and i feel like that'd be really really good for adam page breaking away from the kenny omega run that he had that was obviously fantastic 
but I think he needs to sort of do his own thing as it currently stands. Team Taz, Brian Cage and Ricky Starks versus Darby Allen and Sting in a street fight. Uh, the buildup to this match has been absolutely fantastic. A ton of great spots, a ton of great moments. We had Darby Allen being uh, pulled away in a body bag, being dragged away. We had him come down on a zip line. Obviously, Sting being involved. Sting, Sting taking a powerbomb bump. All of that, all of that. I think this buildup has been absolutely fantastic. And here, I'm going to have to go with Darby Allen and Sting. Uh, we've seen Sting go on, on his back before when joining a new brand. I get that. But I think they're going to treat him differently here. There's no reason for Darby Allen to lose either, given that he's the TNT champion. And he's going to want to have a big match for whoever the two be determined is. So that that's just my opinion. And I think Darby Allen and Sting coming out on, stop, on top here is going to be different than uh, how other debuts have gone for Sting, especially recently in the WWE. Going to be a different narrative. I get it. And I think it's going to be a smart thing for T, uh, excuse me, TNA. It's going to be a smart thing for AEW to be able to do this type of thing and finally have Sting underneath their banner and now give him a match and give him that victory with that match. So I, I think that's the smart thing for them to do. Give Sting one in the wing column, at least, you know, and do it in, in this type of setting where he does have Darby Allen with him, you know. If this was a... Uh, singles match, I might act a little bit differently, but given that Darby Allen is with him, uh, I feel pretty confident with this choice. We're going to head into the break, but after that, we're going to talk about uh, part two in this AEW predictions, and I'm going to go through all of the championships, the women, the world tag team, and definitely including the AEW world championship match, talking about the exploding barbed wire death match. Oh, yeah. And let's not forget, I'm also going to get into the new AEW signing. Who could it be? I got a list of five names. Some make sense. Some are, are very off chance, but uh, we'll see. You'll definitely see right here on the Daily DDT Podcast. Stick with us. On this day in pro wrestling history, on March 7th, 1999, Kurt Angle made his WWF debut. He blew his nose on the Indian flag, then suplexed Tiger Ali Singh twice. This would be his lone TV appearance until his vignettes premiered late in the year. What a coincidence. What a coincidence. A man that made his WWF debut might be making his AEW debut tonight we'll get into that at the end of this segment but first let's start off uh continuing the AEW revolution predictions start off with the young bucks going on against the inner circle of chris jericho and mjf for the aew world tag team championships the young bucks are the current champions and i think the young bucks are going to retain here i think uh, we're going to see a decision uh between the inner circle of how much longer this is going to last and i think over the summer we could possibly see the the end of the inner circle as we know it. As we know with Chris Jericho as the leader, we could see MGF take over. We also could see uh, it go a completely different direction with Chris Jericho trying his best to hold on to everything he can and everything falling through his fingers. Uh, we could see it go in many possible ways. Chris Jericho, we know he's going to try his best to do it the best physical way he possibly can because that's the way Chris Jericho does things. So, uh, But I think the inner circle will come to an end. Uh, we, we saw, if we saw Undisputed Era come to an end after that, uh, how long they were together, we could definitely see Inner Circle come to an end. That's what I have doubt. And now I think that'll actually help Hager. That will help Guevara. That will have help Santana Ortiz because now they're going to break off into their own thing and be able to dominate inst instead of being, it's not like they're shackled to the group. 
but I feel like the group is no longer benefiting them as much as the group benefited them back uh, when it first started. It really established a true stable. Now the stable has run its course. I think it's time for them to become individuals. I think that's very fair to say. But yeah, I had the Young Bucks retaining. Uh, I think they made the good point. Don't poke the bear. And they, they poked the bear. They poked the bear the inner of uh, the Young Bucks. The inner circle did. So uh, I, I'm going to have them retaining in this one. Next match, Hikaru Shida versus Ryo Mizunami for the AEW Women's World Championship. Shida probably retains here. She probably does. Uh, I like Mizunami a lot. I think she puts on a great show uh, in front of fans. But I wouldn't be surprised as well if Mizunami wins it either. Uh, I, I just need to see some better, better character work from the women's division as a whole. And especially with Shida. I feel like I need to see her character work be boosted to another level. Something more than just a champion. There's no motive to her anymore. She's just a champion. She holds on to the championship. She sits ringside. She looks great. But I have nothing. I think, all right, there's Mikado Shida every week, you know. And what's she going to do? Sit ringside, watch on, have a match. You know, when she does have a match, it's great. She's fantastic in ring, but she has no character development for me at all in AEW. And I feel like she could really get this with Ryo Mizunami. But since the story uh, first now officially has started with Shida and Mizunami in AEW, I, f I wish they sort of made this tournament go a little bit shorter and have the Shida Mizunami build for like two, three weeks so we can get some more flavor into it. But no, it's sort of we're just getting shoved right at us and we're probably going to get this at the 920 mark of, of the show. As you know, you know how it goes with AEW. That, that's usually the, 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 the way the cookie crumbles, so... A shame, a shame, but uh, I, I can't I can't say any remarks because we haven't seen the match yet. The match will be tonight, so uh, I'll give you my full opinion tomorrow, how I really, really feel uh, after I watch the match. Next match, and now the main event, Kenny Omega versus John Moxley in an a, in a exploding barbed wire death match for the AEW World Championship. Oh boy, death match, death match, watch out. <laughs> and the club, funny enough, if you remember a while back, uh, when I was talking about this match, when they first announced it on AEW, when Kenny Omega uh, yelled in the face of Moxley saying, we're going to have a barbed wire death match, I was kind of upset. I was kind of genuinely upset. You know, there's no reason for this, is what I was saying. I was saying, they just had a singles match. Well, how did a singles match lead, lead to a death match? It makes no sense to me. I mean, it didn't make no sense, no sense to me. It still kind of doesn't make sense to me, to be honest with you. But... But as we get closer and closer, and as tonight is the show, I couldn't be more excited. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to be able to see a death match, not on a, a grindy screen and, you know, outside of someone's backyard or uh, an old uh, death match uh, from Japan or anything like that. I finally get to see a true death match in 1080p, HD, 4K, whatever you want to call it, on, on U.S. national uh, pay-per-view and international pay-per-view at that. I think it's going to be great. It has a lot to live up to, in my opinion, given the fact that the, they put so much effort into this compared to other things. They put a lot of effort into this deathmatch. I really wish they sort of actually built the deathmatch setup before uh, the pay-per-view, so the first time we see it isn't at the pay-per-view. That could be a both good and bad thing, but I would have liked the teaser of it, of them two maybe signing the contract standing in the ring uh, seeing how everything works, you know, and then maybe throwing someone into the barbed wire that isn't either Moxley or Omega, seeing how the whole explosions will work and get people excited for the match. So, 
uh, that's one. Th- I didn't say who's going to win yet. And uh, I'm, I might say that for a little bit. But continuing with the deathmatch idea, uh, I, I still think it might have been a little bit too fast. I still think it might be a little bit too fast. But I'm still genuinely, genuinely excited for the reason I mentioned once again. I finally get to see it with my own eyes live. Uh, something that we haven't seen in quite some time. It's definitely something we haven't seen on such a bigger stage as AEW. So definitely exciting. The winner of this match, I'm gonna go with Kenny Omega. Uh, I think John Moxley's great. They, I, we look at the title reigns that they've had for this belt. They they last a long time, relatively a long time, enough time for us to sort of say, all right, it's time to pull the plug. Omega kind has just started, and I think he's on. He's gonna be on a roll where it's gonna be more than him just holding the AEW. World Championship. I feel like he's going to hold another World Championship from somewhere else at some point while holding the AEW World Championship. I feel like that's going to happen somewhere down the line. I feel like we're just at the very, very beginning of AEW's run with Kenny Omega as its top guy. We're at the very, very beginning. And we have a long, long way to go. I, I could see Omega holding this title until next year's revolution as well. But not in a bad way. In a way that's really going to help AEW in a large, long, long way. And uh, Moxley, nothing against him. And I feel definitely find his way into a storyline as well with someone else, whoever it may be. And uh, But th- this is the end. This, there can't be anything after this between Omega and Moxley. Whoever wins this match, this is it. There's no rematch after this. Whoever wins this match is the winner and they move on in their separate ways. A death match is a death match. Someone's supposed to die. You know, that's the whole type of idea. Someone, This is the end of it all. End of the line. You know, the equivalent of the Hell in a Cell in the WWE. It's kind of. At least how it was originally constructed and originally promoted. Like, that, all right, if you're going to put him in the cell, and that's it. We're going to end the line there. Same, a death match is even double that. You can't have anything longer after this. This is the end of Omega and Moxley as we know it. Maybe we'll see them down the line five years from now in a title conversation together. But for right now, we can't see it again for a very, very, very long time. I will say that. All right, we're going to get into our AEW signing. Who is it going to be? I got five. I got five, maybe even six. But I got a definite five that it could, I wouldn't say they all could be, but it would be, some would be insane, some kind of makes sense. So starting off, I'm just going to give you my number one who I think odds are it might most likely be. And that's going to be Christian. We saw him return at the Royal Rumble for the WWE. But currently, he's not under contract with the WWE. That has been the recent reports flooding out. And this might be WWE's way of saying and leaking at this point that Christian is the guy appearing on AEW. It makes sense. He is obviously in the back end of his career, but looking to make a return. WWE doesn't want nothing to do with him, but AEW might. And he can work his way around and develop new talent as well. I think Christian has a fantastic mind for professional wrestling and that he will be a great fit in AEW if he's the guy to be in there, to be the one to make that big signing, if you will. But Christian, I think, will be absolutely fantastic, uh, not only from an in-ring standpoint, but from an out-of-ring standpoint, much like how Matt Hardy is doing as well, even though he has a match at a Revolution. But you see all the stuff that Hardy's been doing out of the ring in the managerial role. I think we could see the same thing like that from Christian. Now, if we're talking purely in-ring and not having, helping anyone out, just going in and having matches, another possible signing, another option, could be Brock Lesnar. Imagine Brock Lesnar appearing on AEW television. 
People would be doing back. People would be going insane. Absolutely insane if Brock Lesnar appeared on AEW television for a pay-per-view. Right? He's not. I'm, no way he does no managerial thing, something like that. He could barely talk on his own. Brock Lesnar could rip anyone's arms off, though. For him to come in, he's automatically a big name in the title picture. Imagine Omega Lesnar in a match. Oh, my gosh. I'm, I, oh, my God. I just thought about that. Imagine a Kenny Omega-Brock Lesnar match. How would that even work? How would AEW book something like that? Would they book it in a WWE sense, which probably they won't, but where it's a lot of finisher spamming and they go really quick like that? Is Brock Lesnar the first one to kick out of the one-winged angel? Is that is that the type of narrative they're going to tell? If Brock Lesnar makes his way over to AEW, definitely could be huge. Absolutely huge. If Brock Lesnar finds his way to AEW, that would be front page news for for every for weeks and weeks. Brock Lesnar, you know, like you th- if you thought Big Show making it over to AEW was big, imagine Brock Lesnar. I have one more name on this list that would even be bigger, but odds are it's a big that there's no shot. But I'm just saying it to for, to make you all laugh, if if you will. Number three, I'm gonna say Kurt Angle. This is probably a long shot. He has teased it on Twitter. He put it up. He, you know, he put him putting on his ring gear and all stuff like that. He put the to be continued. But I believe Tony Khan said that the wrestler that is coming into AEW is under 50 years old. Kurt Angle is over 50 years old. And I, I see no more use for Kurt Angle anymore at this point, especially in AEW. Uh, I think, obviously, he has a, a great talent and had a great career. But I think his best years are behind him. And uh, can he help in a way similar to Christian could? Yes, but I see I don't see him doing any more great in-ring things. And I guess he could be a good managerial type of role. But I don't see how much that advances Kurt Angle's career. And, and depending on who he's matched with when it comes to a managerial sense, I don't know how much it would advance them either. I guess it will given, you know, Kurt Angle's tenure in professional wrestling. But... Uh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure about Kurt Angle, how well the fit that would be with AEW, to be honest with you. Number four, I'm going to go with Batista. Think about it here. Hasn't wrestled for the WWE for a very, very long time. Can't find his way to AEW, but he's really big into the movies now. I think professional wrestling might be behind him after WrestleMania 35. I really, I really think pro wrestling might be behind Batista. He's making a lot more money and doing it a lot safer. Uh, doing movies and Guardians of the Galaxy and whatever that spy movie was with the blue goldfish, whatever. I, I think he'll be better off there. I, I'm I'm naming a lot of names that have been floating around in rumors. I think, yes, would it be fun to see Batista? 100%. He was one of my favorite wrestlers as a kid, especially around WrestleMania 23. The way that his look was just next-level stuff when it came to professional wrestling. Him versus The Undertaker. That You couldn't ask for anything better around that time. But uh, I feel like also his career might be past him. And uh, yes, he can he be in a, a role and put on probably he could probably put on some good matches now, but how much is left in the tank for it to be such a big signing at this point? Uh, number five, so I guess I'm gonna I'm gonna have six. Number five, CM Punk. Uh, he had, I believe he's almost came out and just said no, it's not him. He's not the one that's that is the signing uh, on his Twitter. But wouldn't it be fun to think that CM Punk is the guy we have been clamoring for him to come back for so 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 long? To be honest with you, I don't think CM Punk ever wrestles another match again. Uh, I, I I guess a lot, you know, we hear the stories all the time that the pro wrestlers get their itch, that itch to come back. CM Punk hasn't shown glimpses of that itch. The last time we've seen him on, we saw him on WWE television for uh, Fox Backstage. I, don't, I think that show still is defunct at this point. 
So if you couldn't if you couldn't get the ratings up there, what happened? <laughs> nah, I'm just kidding. But uh, yeah, CM Punk would it be would it be fun? Would it be awesome? Yes, that'd be absolutely awesome. And I think he he'll add a ton, as much as Lesnar would add. He would add a tremendous amount to that to AEW. But it's not a matter of what can he add to AEW. It's a matter of what AEW can add to CM Punk. And if CM Punk honestly just wants to pro wrestle anymore, and I think that answer is getting closer and closer to no, the further uh, he stays out of retirement. And uh, the final one, and you're gonna laugh at this one, is probably gonna be like Jaden, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? And the final one, and I, I don't put no money on this, nothing like that. I told you my pick is Christian. I think Christian's gonna be the guy. I think that I I wouldn't call any of these safe at all to make any bets on any of these. I wouldn't call any of these safe. It could be someone that we, we do not expect, which Paul White did say that it's going to be someone that we're not going to expect. And it depends on how you determine, how you interpret that. If you're not expecting a way of, oh, I didn't think of that guy. Or not expecting like, oh my God, I didn't think of that guy. You know, <laughs> so it could be one of the two. But the final name, John Cena. Uh, even me saying that just sounds wrong. It just sounds wrong. It doesn't sound right. John Cena is all elite. Uh, I obviously that would break professional wrestling as we know it. Like that would just break everything. All the molds, uh, everything that we have been deter- like everything that we've known about professional wrestling would break right there on the spot. And uh, I I don't blame you for thinking that I'm crazy by even saying his name. I think John Cena would be a WWE guy for life, given all that he's done for the WWE and all that w- the WWE has done for him f- throughout life in his in his career. Uh, I think John Cena is loyal like that. And, but if we do see him go to AEW, uh, I, I might have to get like an AEW tattoo. Like that that's how crazy that would be. Like the odds are like plus 50,000, you know, like it's almost even more than that. Like Absolutely impossible. I felt like I had to say it because the rumors have been floating around about a ton of names and a ton of names I haven't even mentioned either, like Dudley and, you know, a couple managerial figures and stuff like that. But uh, it could happen. A lot, All these names could happen. But I'm going with Christian and Lesnar would be really cool. Lesnar would be really, really cool if he found his way over to AEW. That would be fun. Next episode, we're going to be talking about tonight's AEW Revolution. Uh, make sure you check on Twitter on Daily DDT. Fansided da- uh, Fansided DDT is the Twitter account for Daily DDT, and I don't run that, so their thoughts are not mine. You'll hear my thoughts on the podcast. I want you to hear it coming from my mouth, not the the tits of my fingers. But you can definitely follow me on Twitter at Jaden Becker TV if you want to hear my thoughts going through AEW Revolution. Uh, I will. I don't live tweet, but I'll tweet out major thoughts if I have a really really big thought. And, but you'll hear all of my thoughts on uh, tomorrow morning's podcast. And so make sure you tune in. Make sure you tune in. Definitely going to be a big one. But that's all for me. You can catch this podcast on all your favorite providers. Make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts so you never miss an episode. And remember, you can ask your smart device to play the Daily DDT Podcast. If you like content like this, check out our writers at DailyDDT.com. And if you want to hear more from me, give me a follow on Twitter and Instagram at JadenBeckerTV. I'll see you tomorrow with another episode of the Daily DDT Podcast.